0: When you walk away, hey, you j- won't hear me say, Please, oh, Sharneth, Wow. don't go.
1: Now, hold on now for a second, James. This is, I'm going to peek behind the curtains here. I, I haven't started recording, but I'm so taken aback. James, you're usually serenading me with songs from the album. I know this song. This song is not on this album that we listened to
0: this week. Did I listen to the wrong album? Uh, no, just truly... Sean, I listened to this album twelve times, and I don't remember a single fucking song from it. Uh oh, you know what this sounds like to me?
1: What sounds like we're about to have a wicked recording session slash arguments.
0: Uh huh. Please, Oh, oh baby, don't go. What is up, motherfuckers? Yeah, guys, I'm not Whoa. even gonna give the Faku name this week because boy, oh boy, God. this is a dud. But I'm this James. Is grease, by the way, Disagree
1: right, at, right off the bat. Oh, my
0: God. Off the Sean, bat. Sean, are
1: Sean. Are there duds in this album? Yes. Is the album a dud? Disagree.
0: Wow.
1: Sean. I, I'm actually, yeah. I'm so excited. I, these episodes, I think we have fun because we are friends and we have fun together. These
0: episodes fill me with so much anxiety. No, I, th- I'm excited because I, I thought... I was going to be like, Sean, I have nothing to say about this because, the the, Mm -hmm. hey, it's Sean. Hi, that's James. And this is Shuffling the Deck, the introductory (laughs) ICP playlist podcast. Yeah. We're taking you through the whole discography
1: as James takes me through the discography.
0: Yeah. And hey, shout outs to Courtney H., new patron, not only, but donated generously to Marshland Media. Cordy H, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. Ooh, and also new $10 patron and new patron in general, Shane, a.k.a. Lil' Cory's roommate. Lil' Cory's roommate. Thank you so much. I assume both of you uh, joined the Patreon
1: because of this show, Shuffle in the Deck, and I refuse to believe anything else. Yeah, that's it's not. That's that
0: sentence. It's not hit it and crit it and, no. you know, being best friends slash roommates with one of the people. Certainly not. <laughs> it might be, you know
1: what it might be? It might be the perfect episode of Mostly Speaking Sentai I recorded with Nicole. Oh, it could be, it
0: could be. It was the perfect podcast. Does it not have as many <laughs> listens as the other ones? And I'm generally curious on why people, it seems like people should be like, hey, unless people are like, yeah, they don't, don't listen to this one. Neither, Nicole has been watching five men every single episode and does not know the show, guys. But it's insane. We talked
1: a lot of shit. We had a lot of fun, though. Get those listens Uh up. uh It was a very very fun record. It's a very good Uh, episode. Yay. So Uh uh, I did get a message immediately after going, what the fuck did you guys do from James?
0: Which is what we were going for, I think. Insane, because it's not even the what the fuck did you guys not know about Super Sentai. Uh, Nicole... (laughs) Almost 200 episodes of this show does not understand the format. We buck the traditions, baby. Like, I am a hectic, crazy presence, but at least there is a format to our show. It's cold open, warm open of me, stream of consciousness into introing Nicole and introducing her. Talk up front, introduce the guest if we have one. Then we talk about our week and around the 17 to 22 minute mark, then we start introducing the or or whatever show we're discussing, Bible Man, whatever, and then we discuss that. We do our little bit that we normally do, and then plugs. It's, and meanwhile, me and Nicole said,
1: "But what if we wanted to see the world burn uh-huh, uh-huh. in podcast form?
0: What? What? Do you, what do we want to <laughs> do if Nicole does the intro half of it, and then <laughs> you guys talk for five minutes, then goes back yeah. to the intro?" Hell yeah, you don't know where we're coming from It's
1: guerrilla warfare tactics But for your ears and for your laughing sensors, Baby I
0: didn't listen through ba, 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 ba. to the stuff like fully That I put into bloopers <laughs> You might have said something about like Obama SNL And you're like maybe I shouldn't be saying that Did uh, we throw oh, SNL I, I think you said <laughs> I something, stand <laughs> <bleep that> <laughs> something no, I stand by it Please bleep that out
1: Something happened
0: Sean how was your week <laughs>
1: Um, not too much, James. Um, how are you doing this week? I did shrooms. You can hear all about it on Sweet Child of Time. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. I love shrooms. Did you have a good trip?
0: Yeah. Great. Yes. The only issue is I also did weed because I thought the shrooms were bunk after waiting three and a half hours. And then mm-hmm. I should have warned you because I did the same thing in my first trip. Oh, yeah, but guess what? You don't need to. It's not that I got too high. It's that the weed high made me be like, well, I got to keep eating these chips. So it was just mm. like, uh, I, I, I ate so many tortilla chips and they were very salty. And I think that affected me the, the next day.
1: I will say like, the, and because the thing about shrooms as opposed to other hallucinogenics is that it is, you know, digestive, right? Uh huh. So I know my first trip uh, was big. I had big old tummy pain, like cramps right by the end. Thankfully, uh, I had a lot of weird college literary majors who knew enough to be like, remember, think from your chest. I was like, oh, yes. But it was like, because you told me about it. That was the one I'm like, what did I? I think you just got experienced. I think you're fine. And now it's like hearing your story. I'm like, oh, right. These are things I I should have warned you
0: about. I apologize. I discuss it more, but it's for sure because of omeprazole. I have to take a stomach acid reducer. So I don't Mm. like. People were kept saying everywhere, it's like it'll take at most an hour to kick in. I was like, okay, I'll wait an hour. I waited three and a half hours, and then it kicked in because I don't have stomach acid to fully digest things as quickly as they could be. Okay, that makes sense. Wow, that's that's secret James tech. Uh
1: You all uh want to know how this man shits and lives? Hey, actually, they probably know by now. You have you have many podcasts. And shitting and living are two of your favorite things to talk about. Well,
0: no, uh, my ulcers are the, they definitely know about my ulcers and having to take Omeprazole because of those. And
1: they're probably just sitting there being like, oh, we know this thing about shrooms that's going to affect them. Oh, yeah. Th- I actually might have a lot to talk about this album. Can I jump into sweaty times? Yeah, let's do it, baby. All right. I won't spend too much time in sweaty. Oh, this is something we could have talked about off air. Have you been following any of the current events in wrestling? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, I am up to date on what is happening, at least in the WWE.
1: Long story long, Fuck Vince McMahon, I hope they fry his ass. Yeah, I will say because it does play into it. 2015, we talked a little bit about I don't need to talk more about Roman Reigns, but this is the year he wins the Royal Rumble and the rock the end of the Royal Bumble, he's going to WrestleMania. He's gonna wrestle for the belt. His his cousin his cousin The Rock or his uncle, I forget. They're family members, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. is phrasing his hand, and he's getting booed. This is, by the way, Hollywood rock. This is like not even Scorpion King Rock. This dude yeah. is in the Fast and the Furious movies. He this man is
0: beloved. But he's not Vin Diesel. That just, even better. No. I love
1: Iron Giant. I love Iron Giant. Diesel, but the Rock baby. baby. The Rock, baby. I don't know Vin Diesel. Uh, I don't know about Vin Diesel, but it's just weird in a, res- in a wrestling ring, especially for the- for just like The Rock and ro- Reigns to get that boo. It was just, and it's it's great to say now because Reigns turns it around and he's absolutely a, a phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal presence. I'm gl- like he's not there anymore, but it's weird to see that back in 2015 they're pushing him a little too hard, a little too soon. Uh, we get to- we jump to Mania. Seth Rollins cashes in right before the main event so that one-on-one is a triple threat. Yes.
0: Uh, just Roman rains my panties with moisture. What? Hold on. Now, oh, you can't just put words. What does Roman rains as a verb mean to you? Like it rains. Like Roman, his oh. name's Roman. He yes, rains my panties with moisture. Rain is wet, correct? Or am I living I'll, in a world mm, where rain is dry? Mm, I'll allow this counselor, but watch yourself. I've technically. But watch yourself. In the alcohol sense, it is dry. Like it's a dry county, Canadian dry. W- rain doesn't wow. have alcohol unless this is acid rain, baby. I've heard of I've heard of a uh, ginga men,
1: but a uh, ginga ale. That's crazy, Canadian Ooh-hoo! dry. Crossover events. Listen to mostly speaking Sentai. Also in 2015 is the official sort of. Women's Revolution in the main roster. Have you heard anything about the Women's Revolution? I have not. Know what's been going on? So, and we talked before on this program, sort of how WWE treated women for many years on television. The Divas era in some ways. Every now and again, we get some great wrestlers. We get Molly Holly's and Lita's and eventually Trisha's. But for the most part, women are sort of like sexual objects and eye candy. And that's kind of the role they're relegated to. The Women's Revolution... I guess officially codified on the main roster with the rivalry between Paige, Becky, and Charlotte, and Sasha, Naomi, and, Ty- and Tamina. And eventually it becomes Becky and Charlotte, Sasha, and when Bailey comes up from NXT, become the four horsewomen. Ooh. Yeah, and also shout out to uh, Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. Emma. A lot of people kind of point to their match in NXT being the real catalyst. Uh, but it's the first time that uh, it's, it marked a turning point in booking for women. Sort of the end of the Divas era, and women are presented uh, for their in-ring talent and their story-t- storytelling over pure objectification and sex appeal. Yeah. At least on television, we talked about it before. Some of the weeks we've learned with John Laurinaitis and Vince and Vince McMahon's NDAs may not have been going that way backstage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like celebrate. So celebrate the, celebrate the wins, but also let's not bury the truth. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Women's Revolution was a great thing. And it's, and it's not to take away from any of these women. They're all amazing talents. What the fuck is going on back there? We don't know yet. And this is not that podcast.
0: It sure uh, isn't. We're goofy gals. Not uh, wow, wow. like, hey, I'm that lawyer on YouTube that keeps being fed into my algorithm because he t- looks at a law case that happened on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he's like, hey, is this a real law case? Let me see. <laughs> Some of those are fun. I'm not going to lie. Oh, Some yeah, of those yeah. are interesting. I Yeah. Uh, I like the
1: doctor ones, too. You
0: watch a single one and then you keep getting fed. Like, I watch these yeah. Mr. Gigi ones of him just looking at these, like, disturbing movie icebergs. And then I keep getting other people saying, this is an explanation of this iceberg. And it's like, I don't want any of these. It's just a single person I wanted to hear talk about a single one of these icebergs.
1: For true. Is I mean, and there are, every now and then you get, you'll get another one that's like a diamond in the rough, but with the iceberg ones especially, mm-hmm. because everyone does icebergs, and like, there are varying quality to iceberg videos. Yeah. And it is, there's so many of them, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Good luck. If you're iceberg hunting out there, we wish you the best of <laughs> luck.
0: On YouTube, you find a lot of icebergs, but uh, in the real ocean, you can't. Ah, uh, bringing
1: it back to these current events, these real world things that are very sad and very dangerous in these trying times of today.
0: So on Titanic yes. 666, a movie that I think what? I talked about on this. Okay. I did not what? talk about it. Wait, I. So it's like the Titanic, but more devil Here's a quick rundown of this to mm-hmm. be original movie developed okay. and produced by Asylum Pictures. Okay. They made Titanic three the boat, and it's going on the same voyage that the original Titanic did. Because Titanic two, I don't think really made it out of the harbor; it sank pretty much immediately. So, mm-hmm. as they're getting help, being named
1: Titanic two, uh, yeah, probably
0: this Titanic three on the right, they stop where it supposedly sank, the original. And this woman who's a descendant of one of the survivors does this spell and shit to make the ghosts of the original Titanic come up and start killing everyone on board. Wait, that sounds amazing. Hold uh, on It's now. a shit movie. Do not watch it. Like, not even no. good shit. It's just shit shit. That so,
1: so that's such a cool ability. I don't know, man. I've been watching a lot of actual play D&Ds and necromancers are fucking dope. If you
0: can make that shit work. Hell yeah. Check out uh, Victor on Hit It and Crit It. That's my character. Baby. So it's a ghost, like resurrection uh, curse shit. Yeah. That's not the most unrealistic thing in the movie. The most unrealistic thing is when they see an iceberg, they're like, oh, my God, there's an iceberg there. We got to steer away from it. But the boat's not st- the, an iceberg being in the ocean like it's 1912. That is <laughs> unrealistic, guys. Wow. Polar bears, you're on
1: notice. We are destroying everything about you. Ooh. Sorry. My bad. I love Coca-Cola, but I hate your habitats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love my diesel engine. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Speaking of ROH and New Japan, I have no segue into this.
0: Uh-huh. Do it, you, uh, yeah, one quick yes. thing. I don't even Please. use... I just use crude oil. I have a crude oil burning car. It's so mm-hmm. clean, guys. You got a crude
1: attitude and a Ooh. car to match it. Uh- Uh,
0: Uh, (laughs) I don't know why. why. was that part of it? I (laughs) I
1: like that we've been doing this long enough that you would know exactly I'm going to have to ask you why. (laughs) Just why. Uh, So ROH New Japan are doing more shows. ROH on New Japan obviously doing their own things. Uh, Okada is the IWGP champion. He won it from AJ Styles, and he's the Raidmaker, baby. Also, Jay Lethal, has his ROH championship from Jay Briscoe. He's got that lethal injection, baby. Um, So these are the eras... Um, but they're doing their joint shows and there's war of the worlds is uh the show i want to talk about this is a two-night event for two the two main events are just awesome to me uh the first main event chaos which is a faction featuring kazuchika uh, kazuchika okada and uh shinsuke nakamura Ooh. versus the Briscoe brothers i love this match I, I i truly in my heart of hearts watching shinsuke nakamura just walk around a ring with Mark Briscoe. I think those are the two strangest human bodies to ever find movement and watching them go at it. And obviously, Okada and Jay are brilliant. It's a great match. So that's my ma- Yeah, that's my pick of the week is uh, Okada and Nakamura versus the Briscoes. And then also just an interesting match. The second uh, main event saw the Kingdom, which is Adam Cole, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett go over the Bullet Club. We've talked about them before. AJ Styles and the Young Bucks. Um, we talked a little bit about the Young Bucks before. They're mm-hmm. um, Southern California-based uh, tag team. Did a lot of work with the Bullet Club in, J- in New Japan in Ring of Honor, and grew up with Adam Cole. Adam Cole will join, I think, next year or later this year, joins Bullet Club. So it's very interesting to see him go over to win with his own faction, mm-hmm. and then like a couple, maybe I th- maybe it's like a couple months later, be like, "Peace, I'm joining the guys. We just kicked their asses," yeah! and they're the number one merch sellers. They're even beating a lot of WWE numbers as far as merch. I think around this time or maybe a year or two from now. Money, baby. Uh, But that's my sweaty times.
0: Yeah. How many people do you think have been tagged team by a tag team sexually? I mean, dude, the 80s were wild. Like how many women were groupies backstage saying, hey, Road Warriors, come inside and play. Dude, yeah, I got to imagine Warriors
1: in addition to being just real problematic drug addicts, loving tag teaming that puss.
0: They're like, we'll share needles, but we're not sharing puss. No, 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 What a rush from having sex by
1: myself in my own room. I Yeah, a lot. The 80s were wild, and now I don't want to, why? I don't want, I didn't want to think of it. I was ready to move on. We have an album to talk about with a lot of interesting themes. Here's something I'm okay. So before we, well, yeah, before we get 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 into it, the one thing I'm very curious about this album, I don't know. This is a and I because I listened to it a little last minute. I don't know if you have any of these very specific pull ups for uh, reviews, but it feels I'm curious to hear a review from a juggalo struggling with addiction because it feels like that's what this album is so designed towards more than anything else.
0: I don't from my knowledge Mm -hmm. of the reviews that I have pulled up. I do know violent J struggles with addiction and he has, he talked about it even in the book in the late nineties, early two thousands when he was on like Tylenol three. And that's why he switched over to marijuana. And then unfortunately he has gone back to, I think it's not conjecture. Like, yeah, because he was in rehab, not like last year for addiction and it's like dude i don't there are so many songs that have just violent j on it like let icp be shaggy too dope in the producers for a little bit so you can go and get the help you need no no one's going to be pissed about that it's like hell yeah man it's shaggy we love shaggy it's fine be healthy and get the help you need and once you're back, you'll still be welcomed with open arms. Absolutely. Like, anywhere, it's it's so much... I love
1: seeing my favorite per- artists do my favorite art. Mm-hmm. I never, I never wanted to see that over them being unhealthy or not taking care of themselves. Yeah. And especially with, I don't know, with this album, I think I have starred a couple songs. Again, I like a lot more of this album than I thought I would. After <laughs>
0: Sean? the stars for this album are yours because none of them were starred fair yeah i will take that with augusto but i think most of them come
1: from and usually it comes from not it's not just shaggy or uh jay it's the combination it's this this sum being greater than the parts yeah i like i really like their relationship mm-hmm. i put up with a lot of Maybe not the best rapping in the history of
0: rap, <laughs>
1: because I enjoy their relationship and I enjoy what they're putting together together. Yeah,
0: I and when I was mentioning of like, hey, just let it be shaggy for a little bit. He rushed his stuff because he wanted to do Hollow Wicked last year, and I think he's rushing treatment now probably to get red because he had a uh, pneumonia, like a bad case of that, and might be rushing. The recovery is what I was trying to think of for possibly gathering of the juggalos. And it's like, dude, you, you gotta take care of yourself. Absolutely. This is why you have created a team. So mm-hmm. when things need to be handled that you can't handle, they, other people are there to be entrusted with that.
1: Yeah. And it's so, I think, I feel like when we, when we come at lyrics to, especially, um, the ones we come down on the hardest usually are the ones that I think any artist is when it, fe- is when it feels like you're trying to be more than human in a very, and like, you, it can be done. It can absolutely be done very well. And sometimes they do. But when they're just kind of like earnest and sincere, uh, like there's a song on here that is not, and we'll get to it. Uh, I have, I think I only have one count on the fuck this song for this album.
0: You're like uh on the fuck this fuck this song list i'm guessing it's should have known or whatever uh yep yeah, yeah you should know we'll get there but like
1: that all comes from being a person first yeah. and That's whatever you do that's so it's so important to be able to be a person first because the art. So- hey n- not just like we care about you because you mean something to us and we want you to be well that's number one mm-hmm. just as a person we want you to be well we want you to be around more but if, if you need to hear this also, your work is going to be better when you are better. This whole art, I need to suffer for my art, is so bullshit. I have a firm believer, I think we've talked about this before, but you will suffer. You don't need to suffer for your art. By living, you know, it, you will suffer. Yeah. That's the nature of life. So, like, easing up on that actually will free you up to focus on the art and it
0: will be better. I promise you, it always is is yeah Uh, listen to Chris Gethard's career suicide that special he explains it to the T of what Sean just did and then also goes into his own personal stories of thinking he oh if I get on medication I won't be as funny and all of that stuff which we've talked about before on this show guys get healthy be good but let's get into this album please all right, it was released. Ooh, baby. At least, well, first let me say this. Marvelous Missing Link Lost. Uh, I wish this album would go missing from my Dis- iPod so I can disagree. get lost in something better like the Ooh. Archies or the Banana
1: Splits. You scripted it in a way that I had to listen to it. Also, I'm sorry I missed out on the Banana Splits last night.
0: I, I mean, it's also could be happening... To- Okay, Sean, quick aside. You gotta, j- like, midweek touch base with me because you get, like, you can't keep. Uh, like all the questions I ask throughout the week, you can't answer them all because you, you actually don't answer them all no. uh, the night before we record. Yo. And then you message I... me 30 minutes before of saying, hey, watch this hour and a half worth of wrestling. And I'm like, I can't do that, sir. I do give
1: you I, I count my minutes. It is very close to the wire. I will give you a 20 minute match 30 minutes before, which I don't always expect you to watch. Um, and that's not me. I admit admittedly. I took on a, I took on a project I can't talk about I super can't talk about but I need to heed
0: my own advice and take care of myself. Uh huh. Uh huh. You want to know that project, guys? Guess what? I don't even know. That's how secretive it is. But do, do, do. this album Marvelous Missing Link Lost is which you f- might like listeners cuz I did. Is Go the ahead. first part of the third Joker's card in the second deck of the Dark Carnival Saga. It was released on April 28th, 2015, 3 months before the release of its companion album Found. So, let's see what was on the charts during that time. Okay. I have both the independent and top rap album. So let's go with the independent first. Coming in at number five, we have Sufjan Stevens with Carrie and Lowell. Ooh. Then we have that Wu-Tang boy Raekwon with Flying International Luxury R, a.k.a. Fila. Baby. Then... We just cannot shake this fucker's dirt from his old (laughs) goddamn boots. It's Jason Aldean with Old Boots, New Dirt. Jason Aldean, take my organs there for you. On the charts for 30 weeks. I believe my ex had this album in her car. I'm glad you're no longer with her. (laughs) (laughs) And coming in at number two, it's our boys ICP with Marvelous Missing Link, Parenthetical, Lost. Okay. And Alabama Shakes with sound and color at number one. I think I'm supposed to listen to Alabama Shakes. I think I'd like them. You want to get into something you might like even more? The top rap album charts? Oh, baby. Coming in at number five is To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. That album is fun. I enjoy it. I can't get into him. I know he's good. He's just like really? Wu-Tang. Okay. Okay. Then the aforementioned Rock and Vin Diesel are coming in at number four with soundtrack, Fast Furious 7. I, okay. That's okay. Have Mm -hmm. you listened to The Rock's rap album, by the way? His rap album or the rap song?
1: His rap album. Oh, I have not. It exists. I'll leave it at that.
0: Okay, all right. This existed. We'll do it on that podcast. You'll be the guest. Coming in at number three is Yellow Wolf with Love Story, but there's a big old wolf on that. Whoa. I don't think I've ever listened to Yellow Wolf. I've heard like that trunk song, and that's about it. Like an elephant trunk? No, like, I got this shit in the trunk, and it's about guns.
1: Oh, like he has an elephant that carries his guns around for him.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In that big old snout so it can get through security. That's adorable and deadly. Uh huh. It just goes pew pew out its nose. Mm hmm. Then coming in again at number two is Marvelous Missing Link Lost ICP. Yay! Wait,
1: Marvelous Missing Link beat to pimp When did Pump pimp- a Butterfly come out? How many weeks did it
0: take? That surprises me. That's been on the charts for seven weeks. That still kind of surprises me. <laughs> well. Again, at number one, it's been on the chart for 12 weeks, is just truly the corniest and softest rapper out there. If you love him, you need to have more fun with, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's Drake.
1: I thought I hated Drake. I don't think I do as much as I thought I did. People, I know, he makes people feel good. I don't. I think there's a lot, a lot of deep stuff to it, but people enjoy driving around
0: the neighborhood to Drake. And if they're happy, I'm happy they're happy. No, I'm t- I'm finally taking a stand. I'm being one of those rap fans. I don't Ew. care if you're happy listening to that music. You fucking suck. You need to get better taste. You know, I hear that's how Alex Jones got his
1: start. was being one of those rap fans.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Finally.
0: He's like, oh, you guys, Tupac and Biggie are too mainstream. You got to listen to Big L. <laughs> and also th- the reason why you love Tupac so much is because the government's transmuting
1: airwaves into your head Of course be careful though he went from Big L to eventually Jason Aldean So I'm just saying walk be careful along the road of which you tread uh-huh. You may wake up with a Jason Aldean album in your bed Ooh, I wouldn't mind that because then I can flip it on eBay Hey
0: so what's going on with this album? James did people listen to it? Production for both parts of oh, your going into the reviews. I wasn't sure where we're going. I tried. Production for both parts of the Joker's Cards were handled by Seven, Young Wicked, Mike P., and Kuma. In a July 16, 2015 interview with Website Redacted, Brian Kuma stated that he, Young Wicked, and Seven, as well as Mike P., are producers of the album, saying ICP wanted to keep the same producers for both, but have these producers that would help create a new sound for both albums. In A, February 20. 21st 2015 interview with billboard icp stated that this album will have the comedy and more upbeat songs on it i don't think that came to fruition maybe they're talking about found and not lost possibly yeah i won't say there was a yeah yeah actually a lot of the things i liked about
1: this was where they're not comedic moments i can't think of anything that like i didn't laugh i don't yeah yeah no huh i like this album I like parts of this album. It admittedly, it's not it's not all bangers. I like a lot of parts of this album, though. By the I
0: don't think any of it's funny. By the end of this, I will make sure you hate it as much as me, which means it's a flat line of interest, not down, not up. I mean, the neighbors are. The Neighbors Are Fighting was probably trying to be funny. Okay, we will get into that because (laughs) there is another version of that song. The original version is funny. The one they chose is just them saying, repeating (laughs) the same line three times, then a rhyme every four stanzas. It's (laughs) Four bar stanzas. Uh, I'm going to make you like this album. You watch. I'm not going to. I try. I listened to this goddamn thing 12 times. We took a week (laughs) off because I was like, I don't think I've listened to this album enough. (laughs) No, it just isn't interesting.
1: It's amazing. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Okay. I'm I'm replacing my Jason Aldean album in my car with this one. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Get it on vinyl. Pimp my ride style.
0: Yeah, baby. The, The album debuted at 17 on the Billboard 200 selling 18,000 copies in its first week. ICP won the album of the week by vintagevinylnews.com by being the highest-ranking veteran artist. Wow. Wait, read that to me one time. That seemed like a big deal. ICP won album of the week by vintagevinylnews.com by being the highest-ranking veteran artist. Okay, that doesn't actually sound as... I mean, it's it's good for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, good for them. But what if like Rock or uh, Rolling Stones put out a vinyl copy of one of their albums that week? Then it's, then it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, but it's also one of those things. It, I feel like being, like
1: part of being a Juggalo is being like not buying into the hype of of awards. Like, it's cool we got that. That's not
0: why we do this. We don't yeah. expect that. Yeah. So, I, like, I think yeah, that Besides Billboard, most people are like, we don't care about awards they get. But Billboard is like, oh, they're selling stuff, which means they're going to continue making stuff. It's exciting.
1: Yeah. To know you're all there's I don't know. There's also something weird, almost tribalistic of a fan to like once the thing you like is popular, there's a minute before it gets too popular uh, that you're like, oh, this justifies me liking it. Other people liking it. And it's not true. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a little lizard brain there, but it does. It, it, it fires off some serotonin to know, like, I'm not alone in this choice of enjoyment.
0: Lizard brain. How about a wizard drain? That's the drain that I, I piss in. It's also when I blow a
1: wizard. Ooh! drains that magical nut in my muggle mouth it's
0: also when i hang them upside down and slit their throat oh god hell yeah (laughs) that's satanic baby that's metal it's wizard shit and and violence for some weird reason Uh, people in the 70s really enjoyed that
1: I mean, hell, dude, I want a, I want a van not to drive it. I just want to paint a wizard on it. Ooh, baby, with some tits,
0: too. Hell yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Disembodied tits and a wizard with a wispy beard, and he's looking at them saying, wow, I truly am the greatest magician of the land. Wow. It's, it may just be a meme, but it's still, it's
1: still a mantra I live by. If be the wild wizard you want to see spray
0: painted on the side of a van. Be that. If you could get, uh, Mm -hmm. like, if you could conjure, you had the spell to conjure, like, real life disembodied breasts. They don't belong to anyone, but they're, like, perfect breasts. Would you use them for sexual purposes or would you be like, that's a spell I'm never going to use?
1: I mean, yeah, like, if I'm going to, I don't think, it's weird. I think it's, I think you use it to masturbate, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll titty fuck myself. I guess why not? It would be weird not to. And then you suck
0: point. on them. They taste like breasts.
1: Do I suck on it? I mean, maybe. I don't know. That feels maybe. I don't know. Also,
0: I guess it. Depends. I don't know how to suck on them.
1: That's the thing. It's. I don't know. It's weird. If 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 there was a if there was like a real. Do I suck on real titties? Of course, I suck on real titties. But that's part of me, like, in just sucking on the titties of a person. If they're disembodied, I am less inclined to suck on disembodied body titties. And of
0: course, I suck on real titties. That's how I get my nutrients.
1: No, naturally, you—you're a big, strong, grown boy.
0: Uh huh. Ooh, look at these muscles, baby. So what are
1: damn? Don't look at me. Don't look at me.
0: <laughs> so
1: wait. So what? So so what are you doing with this? disembodied body tits.
0: My thing is. Is it mm-hmm. like on a disembodied chest or can the two tits move separately? Because if they can move separately, I'd like mm-hmm. rub one on my penis while I'm sucking on the other.
1: Okay. I, and I know you have. It does sound like an answer from someone who has never seen a pair of tits. Uh, yeah. What would you do with a pair of tits? Oh, I'd rub it on my dick, you know? I, well, oh, okay. yeah, you can just like-
0: one, just one. Yes, but only if you can pull them <laughs> apart and they're like- there, it's a disembodied boob, disembodied boob, not a disembodied hey, did, pair of breasts. Did
1: you guys hear about Gita? She's got pull apart boobs. <laughs> what? You can pull apart her boobs. Or I'd have
0: like, to, <laughs> what I would have to do is be able to get flexible enough to almost suck my own dick. So then okay. the boob, one boob could be on my penis while the other boob is more near towards my mouth. So then I'm bending down. I, I don't know why I'm trying to that mimic just sounds- this image. But all, that
1: also sounds, unless you're like a world class contortionist, super uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I, I do yoga to do yoga. I do fucking to do fucking.
0: Ooh, baby. I mean, you should I'm also dead. do
1: yoga to help you, like, be limber during fucking at least. I mean, maybe, but I still, um, I'm the offspring, baby. You got to keep them separated.
0: Ooh, you want to know what? No, I like being stiff as a fucking board while I fuck, so I might harm myself. That also sounds like offspring lyrics. It also sounds like someone <laughs> who's never had sex. This is also true. Of course, Dance, I say stiff these reviews. reviews, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People hating the beats saying they're simple or suck. I threw out all of those. No, the beats are great. ICP just doesn't know what to do with them at this stage in their career. I will say and at this stage. What's up? I don't know. I think some of their...
1: I, okay, so musically, I'm not the best, but, like, I think I picked up some 6-8 time on some of these, and I think they actually do that pretty well. For whatever reason, like, their 6-8 is, like, much...
0: Well, I think was... I think flowed pretty decently. Do you like mean I got, like not a, all of them. Do you mean, like, a 3-4 is, like, 1-2-3, 1-2-3?
1: No, well, a 6-8 is a little more swingy. Essentially, okay. Essentially, it's a 3-4, but it has a little bit more swing because the bar is extended
0: to 6. Okay, well... We'll get into those songs. But okay. here are some reviews. Next or first is Jesse Lee Clark, one out of five stars saying terrible CD, not one good song on it. Mm. They say that, then it's not dark like they claim. Seems like a six-year-old wrote the music and lyrics. They lost their edge, man. There
1: is some here's cause this album's not funny in that sense it's a failure. But I think some of the dark songs on here are fucking only one song made me tear up, and it was Crispin Benoit for Crispin Benoit-related reasons. Mm-hmm. That being said, some of these songs kind of got there. for. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Keep reading. Keep reading. This hurts me. This hurts me.
0: Next is I truly don't know what to think about this person. <laughs> oh, God, no. This is Mulfs A. Balduson gave one out of five saying ICP is becoming frivolous and losing crowd. This is their review. Okay. really not pulling through as they used to they used to come off more educated than expected and more creative the old cards will always be their best they seem like they seem like new crowd is their only focus with their song confederate flag they only see the stereotypical reason to fly it they need to read we, a book I, or I want to cancel
1: this guy immediately
0: I mean, hold on hold on they go ahead t- just know
1: he's canceled <laughs> oh yeah hold on hold on okay okay they need to but he's read, canceled
0: they need to read a book or two before they make a song with an outside view i'm upper middle class don't sleep with white women and fly the flag i read three books a month icp is falling apart fast The sooner they collect their old ways, the better they will be. The Tempest is the first album they fell off. Before that, see what's missing. Get it together. Which, there's so much wrong with this. Fuck your rebel flag. Is the same song as fuck your confederate flag just with, like, updated shit? And a much better hook because, you know, like, it's better recorded. But either this person is someone who... Either they're white or they are not. If they're not white, hey, can't really comment on their use of the rebel flag and flying it. But if they're white, they are very much uh, like not seeing how racist they're being with the line. Not just them flying the rebel flag, but I don't fuck white women. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That sounds like you're fetishizing. Like I regardless, at that point, you're kind of racist.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, like regardless of your stance on the rebel flag, which, by the way, fuck your rebel flag. Yes, you're kind of just a yeah. Fuck this guy. Wow, insanity. Just, I know I jumped the gun on canceling him, but I felt it in my heart. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. it's like it's one of those things. that's like, ooh, this is. This is a great A piece of shit right here. Yeah, this and, or at the very least, no, a great A piece of shit. Insecure and afraid to to question their own, I don't know, morality code on fucking white women. What is this what is this I person? Don't know.
0: Also, Fuck just them. the fact that they missed the point so hard with the yeah. first six Joker's cards, this person is an idiot. Yeah, truly. And
1: to say they're like they're they're less mature. I think that at least for the four, the three Joker cards, four Joker cards. How many Joker cards have we had in this second deck right now? Uh, this uh, is the third, but the first part of the third. So two and a half. Yes. I will say after these two and a half, they're all much more mature albums. Mm-hmm. I think they take the the stances they take and the way they approach messaging in their songs and storytelling is way more mature yeah. than the original Joker cards. I love and, and I love that. And maybe that's uh, why people don't like them. And you know what? You gotta fucking you gotta grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? They made some missteps. Yeah. They you're hard. I'm actually kind of bummed we didn't. I might have to go I don't know. Uh if I ever have time again, go back and like make a counter of all the fuck this songs we've fucked we've put on the fuck yeah. this song. Because guess I've I've counted
0: a lot more on the original Joker cards than I do on these ones. And but we should like not include my some of my fuck this song because a lot of my fuck this songs are, oh, this is corny as fuck. I hate listening to this. And there there's a difference between that and just like, wow, this uh I don't problem. think this was like the day this was born. It didn't age well. <laughs> this was stillborn,
1: guys. This this came out rotten milk bones. Uh huh. Uh Can
0: we uh, do? You have do you have more reviews? Uh, we don't need to. the The only right. other one was like someone saying like, "Hey, this is not for fanboys and girls that are passing by, expecting the." usual antics as seen by the juggalo world. Pretty much it's a five star review saying like, it's, it's good guys. Like it's not full of catchy jingles, overused beats or silly anecdotes. Like this is a serious one. I agree with that. That's why I'm really surprised to say like, we try to make a comedy album.
1: This, this album comes in two parts for me. I, like, like, cause it starts and you hear with lost and found, it comes out of the gate. I'll say very Christiany, which is not oh, my yeah. favorite. Very Christiany. But they, and, and you've talked about this, we've talked about this, where it's Christian-y because they probably grew up around Christianity. It's mm-hmm. meant to be salvation-y, which we've also talked about is a huge part of rehab, is finding that higher, is finding some form of a higher power mm-hmm. to acknowledge that you are not alone. You're not going through this alone. And there is more than just you in this universe. It takes, so it's like, it starts, I feel like the first half is very salvation-y, and then it jumps to their the way they handle current events, and to me, that, like, really spikes the album. But let's go
0: through track by track, I guess. All right, let's go. Intro, you pretty much explained the concept. It, the Marvelous right. Missing Link is your faith. And that th- mm-hmm. th- it's not speculation. that They literally say it's your faith. You need to find the link that is going to... Get you that faith, and it doesn't need to be religion. It needs to be something that you live for, that you feel passionate about, that keeps you going to keep you happy and content in this world that is full of shit. Absolutely, yeah. Your James, your
1: faith is is Yogi Bear. Uh huh. And I respect that, and I, and I do like like they do have to throw the line in whatever that faith is, but they straight up say like faith and believe and like that's one of those things where like you probably could have brought in that whatever that faith is line a little sooner because it does get very christian in the intro.
0: I will also, also say. Also the first song. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. On the intro, guys, this album, I'm a young wicked simp, okay? I admit it, 420 blaze it. Anything he is on will be elevated in my ears. However, just the parts he is on, these singing hooks, it's not going to elevate the verses. I'm just like, wow, man! I really wish they would uh, cut out all the other stuff and just put this on. I did like how Jumpsteady was on this one, and it it does set up the concept for these two albums very, very well. It's the, it's the other thing I liked about the other, including
1: this one, uh, Joker Carson, the second deck. They're much clearer. They're mm-hmm. much more on point, and I think that pushes the. I think that helps the album so much it's they're go going in a solid direction, not giving yourself every possible iteration of what this album needs to be everything. Like, no, nah, you're, you're going to do too much. You're going to spread yourself a little too thin. You'll be a, a jack of all trades, but master of none. Mm-hmm. You're doing a concept album. You're doing like, you're doing essentially like six concept albums, all c- coming together in one overarching story. Take, take, those should be a little more
0: focused, and I like that in these albums. And I'm just going to say, being a master and none, not too bad. You're making some bank, and you get to hang out with Eric Wareheim. Wow.
1: Let's talk about Lost. I did
0: not love Lost. Uh, I, I can give you Lost. I think that
1: the first song, the first official song on this was this the, the choice to do all those staccato. Yes. Uh, uh, th- is th- one, two,
0: three, four, one. That's uh, That's that. Yeah is the way that I will rap. That's throughout all of Violent J's shit. And then luckily yep. Shaggy comes in, does some nice rapping and kind of saves it as much as he can. Wicked is fun of the chorus. I will say though, but it did, it's the first thing I wrote
1: down, the first real note I had on this after the faith and belief was I'm curious to know how juggalos and like reach out to us, uh, on the discord Mm -hmm. or like, uh, Philip James's inbox real bad. Yeah, Recovering. I'm curious how recovering juggalos reacted to this album because this first, like I'm not, I'm not recovering. So I, it feels like it speaks to that and it feels like it speaks well, but I don't have those life experiences. So I don't want to, I don't want to speak too much on it. And I, in a way, and I don't think I want to dunk on it because it feels feels like they're kind of nailing some of this.
0: Yeah. Except for a loss, which, again, the cicado was a weird choice. But that's a very, yeah, I don't know. On just Violent Jesus this is the last thing I'll say. It's not sure. double time. It's not half time. It's quarter time. Like, he is. Bop. Bop. Like tr- I just am crawling. One, two, like it's truly yeah. he's hitting just the like start of the beat every time. It's bad. If you want to hear a good double time, and I think it's one of the first double times ever recorded in rap, to my knowledge. It's Beastie Boys Ad Rock's verse on the Beastie Groove. It was like a bootleg EP that they put out. Oh, baby, is that fucking amazing to hear him doing like eighty seven? Hard. 87. Hard.
1: Yeah, this is—it's such a weird choice.
0: But that, but it's, it's, and it's
1: weird. Like some of it, like the. And again, I have, I guess, I have a high tolerance for courtiness So when lines are like "Look and find it, don't stop your quest. Like let that shine come bursting out of your chest." A, it helps. It's being sung during the hook. Mm-hmm. It's not in the staccato rap. I couldn't, like, I couldn't write anything down from that. Look, uh, and but it's like
0: it's find it to burst out your chest.
1: For whatever reason, that like that made me very happy. Of like. Yeah, that's, again, it's not specifically religious, religious, and it's not supposed to be specifically religious. Again, I think it just comes through this prism of we grew up around Christianity, so that's mm-hmm. how we understand it. But that's, I, I like that, let this shine come bursting out of your chest. That's wonderful. I think that's a that's a really cool thing to put out there, uh, especially when you are lost, when you do feel like, I am alone, I am worthless, I should, like, that feeling of loss is terrifying. Mm-hmm shining a light out of your chest is like, a beacon, come find me, that's huge. It's like Superman. And that, I fucking, you know, I love Superman. I'll say it, and I don't even care who knows. Did you know that S means hope, not S? Did you just, did you come and shit your pants at the same time when you said that to me? No, but that's okay. what it means. It'd be cool if you did. Uh, uh, Apocalypse is the next uh, song on this album.
0: Oh, I have to change my diaper. This is,
1: this one kind of, I, I well, hmm. Because Apocalypse is is an apocalypse. Shit's going down and it's crazy. It's weird because a lot of the album, there's a few like, you know, biblical, fantastical, the world is ending sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. But the majority of stuff in this song uh, is just gun violence. Yeah. The vast majority, which I think I kind of like that, like the apocalypse is happening and here are the things we can't control. But more than anything else, we're just shooting each other.
0: It wow. should also be stated, remember this is 2015, The Walking Dead's huge, so when you think mm-hmm. of an apocalypse in 2015 and around that airy era, yeah. you're probably thinking like, oh, it's like a zombie shit, and people t- truly would just start shooting each other. Do
1: they, I don't think they, do they mention zombies? I don't, I didn't clock any zombies.
0: I don't think so, but I guess also like the purge is pretty apocalyptic if you really think about it. Uh, well, and we'll
1: get to a song later that's directly about gun violence. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like, cause they kind of mentioned the purge. None of it sounds good. Like none of it sounds like, like there are parts where like they, the characters shoot people and they're kind of proud, but it doesn't feel very glorifying. Yeah. It feels a lot like I everything's kinda terrible. I, like I I know Shaggy ends this song. He was gonna shoot himself, but a kid shoots him in the he's, Shaggy shoots three people after shooting a bunch of people throughout the song, puts a gun in his mouth, and then some kid shoots him in the leg. Where like so he succumbs to gun One of the few times we see one of them like die. They, every now and again they do. Mm-hmm. I feel like especially Shaggy, they usually don't. They're usually not mortal in these songs. So Shaggy going down to a gun bullet. Like, it, it, again, it's not as it's not as blunt as it will be later in this album, but them touching. I think it's just so interesting of like it's the apocalypse. There are some apocalypse things you'd expect, but more than anything else, we're just killing each other.
0: Yeah. I, I also how he ends his verse where he's like, it's Armageddon, people killing each other themselves and r wording Nedden." It's like you don't you didn't need to do that. There's yeah, I got some alts for that. Yeah, to rhyme with Armageddon, armed with weapons—that's a pretty mm-hmm. good one. Killed in seconds. Where's mm-hmm. this world heading? All of that and a lot more rhymes with Armageddon.
1: Yeah, we were still throwing around the R word, that R word, in 2015 a, a, a bit a bunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say, not as because again, there is nothing really funny about this album, so that is not using a joke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a very like consolation prize. I'll give it. But yeah, there's other ways around that Good good call, good call. Mm-hmm. I did give this two stars
0: uh, out of any of them, I would have thought like, hey, put apocalypse on there, but I was like, uh, I I can't remember anything from it
1: I actually the next song I think is I got I got the list down to three right now.
0: The next song is on that is on that short list. you want to hear my thoughts on it? Go ahead. Truly no thoughts. I don't remember uh, it at all. And when I re-listened to it, I was like, why don't I remember anything from this? See, this song, this song is
1: shock. We're moving on to. I was mesmerized by some of this song. And to be fair, from a story standpoint, it is purposely, it's purposely vague. The whole story is the protagonist wakes up running. They don't know why. They just come to and they're running. Uh, they're covered in blood they're sweating. They don't know if they're chasing someone or if they're being chased. They don't know anything. All they know is to run. So they keep running. And that, like as a metaphor for so many things, for, for addiction, for feeling lost, for, for mental health, that feeling of, I don't know why I'm running, for just overworking yourself in, in a society that sometimes praises work over mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. This idea, for whatever reason, just really stuck out to me of... And I I don't know why I'm running, but I can't stop. Yeah. And I can't... I don't have the time to question anything.
0: You, uh, As you explain yeah. the, like, from a addiction standpoint, I am liking the concepts more, but the... It's surely the songs themselves fall flat. Like the mm-hmm. concepts and the theming is great, but if you don't have a nice packaging to wrap it up in, it's not going to ever be replayed by me. Okay. I,
1: I also didn't mind it. I could see myself replaying this one. Okay, uh, I did a couple of, I will say if I'm like, I think I wanted to put this on, I will replay it a couple of mm-hmm. times. And it's weird. Maybe it's cause, I, cause again, cause I'm not a musician and because I came into this podcast, with such a low bar, yeah. James,
0: <laughs> I mean, for these, I thought this like mm-hmm. I told Nicola, I, I was like, there was a point w- when I was like, oh, I think there will be here. I'll want to stop doing this podcast. I'm
1: so sorry. And I thought
0: it was going to be the like start of the first Joker's card or the well, the second deck. Yeah. But I'm like, hell yes, hell yes, this Mighty is great. Mighty Death Pop was awesome. And Bang Pow Boom was fantastic. Awesome,
1: absolutely. And a uh, Tempest was pretty decent.
0: Oh, yeah. And it, these, I have always heard, are the bottom of the barrel. Like, generally speaking, most people don't enjoy. If you're ranking all of them, these will be near the end. I think some of the—I'm sorry I cut you off. Uh, this made me want to—I'm like, let's just do the wrestling podcast.
1: i will say that some of this sounds i feel like if shaggy's not in the studio he might he must be somewhere in there because it feels like when you know how shaggy was going a little more club route in Mm -hmm. some of these later out it feels like this album is a lot more there and i actually don't hate it i think for a lot of them it kind of works it kind of like shock to me drives it has this really driving i'm sweating like in a good way i'm sweating to this this feels like a song i could put on while running actually Mm. like this is if you're if if it doesn't make our playlist at the end of this one, it might consider it for your running playlist, if all, to all our joggers out there, because it does. It I think it drives well. I really like this, and I like that it the song ends on just the protagonist exhausted. There's no answer. We don't know why he, because you you don't know. Life's not that clean. It's not that wrapped up in a simple package. Mm-hmm. You just sometimes you just pass out on on your front lawn.
0: Yeah, that's enough.
1: Well, let's go on because Sean, we have twenty minutes to talk about the rest of the album. Alright. I don't have too much to say about Confederate Flag. I didn't put on the list because I'm pretty sure we put Rebel Flag a couple of times. Yes. I don't
0: know if this is better than Rebel Flag. I think I prefer. I think the hook is much better, but then the verses kind of fall flat.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it is it is hard just because we've heard this song multiple times. Rebel Flag, I think made it on two or three albums. No, just one. Or variations on. Maybe I'm thinking chicken. Maybe I'm thinking of uh Chicken hunting. Chicken and Huntin
0: Huntin'. did, yes.
1: Okay. I love that they called it back. and I love that they do clarify for our friend, I don't sleep with white women. No,
0: it's <laughs> been,
1: it's been, fuck your Confederate flag, fuck your rebel flag. It's been this way forever. Yeah. As on site for any anyone identifying with this, quote, symbol of slavery, symbol of hatred. That's what this is. I don't know if we have to get too deep into it other than, hey, if you're listening to us, you should know by now, we're firmly, the, re- the only reason this podcast started was because fuck your rebel flag james told me about fuck your rebel flag i'm like oh that actually
0: sounds like someone i want to give a chance to yeah the socialist shit they love talking about sean's like oh my god i gotta check this out little guy yeah then i patted your head and i gave you a candy Uh uh-huh oh my god back when i was eating candy oh i'm sorry i got a lot to say on vomit though cool i didn't star it it's just like comments i have I, i didn't star anything sure uh, the intro exorcism shit I don't mess with because I believe in it. It's mm. just the sound of Reagan from The Exorcist doing demonic moans makes my skeins crawl and I, I might make this
1: worth. I don't according to Genius, that wasn't from the movie. That was an actual exorcism.
0: Oh no, I'm just saying uh th- oh, this okay. this is, no just like exorcism shit in general freaks me out. Oh, makes okay, my okay. skeins crawl, and I do, of course, mean mm. my pussy prostate. Sure. The first verse these men knew that these men knew they were paying for sexual favors to this woman, and everyone was getting what they wanted. But yes. the woman is the monster, deserving of hell. I know, yeah. guys. When I go to Siam Country for to get Thai food, that I will need to pay for that service. I don't think the owner should go to hell for that. He's an amazing, generous man with a beautiful soul. Sex work is a service, just like any
1: other. ya fucks. For true. Actually, I I misspoke there. Are, I think actually that puts it on the fuck this song list, mm-hmm. how much it is in 2015. Uh, they're, they're shaming Erica, this character, for being, quote unquote, a sugar baby. And they really go hard on it Because, again, this is a Heaven and Hell album. This is this is Hell's Pit Shangri-La we didn't yeah. touch on. Essentially, it's similar to that, but it, I think more focus on finding salvation and having salvation. Yeah. But yeah, the way they go into Erica for essentially going to hell, and they, they say, Yeah, that's what happens. She goes to, it's the, which is also, the line is Beelzebub welcomes her as on her face he vomits. What? I've never heard that. I've never heard that that's what happens in the ninth pit of hell. Devil just goes bleh.
0: Also, what? This is them. This is poor writing. Why is it Beelzebub? Make up a new character.
1: Yeah. Absolutely or bring back or bring back an older one. The witch. Why not? But like, yeah, that's I don't I'm okay with kind of, I don't I'm okay with leaving this one behind and just leaving on this is kind of on the fuck that song list uh-huh. for that first verse about Erica because it's really it's really blaming a woman without asking like, hey, why did she get into sex work? Um was she forced into sex work? Is is, is this something outside of her control? It's the only way that she could make money in yeah. her in her t- in her society. Like what's or or is she embracing it? Because there's also nothing wrong with doing what she's doing that's she's providing a service a consensual service to the community and people are on board because she's apparently good at it what the fuck like
0: let her do we should also say that like hey they're more going after her vanity because like the sex work makes her like get plastic surgery to like keep beautiful and but she's beautiful and but by the time she dies no one's at her funeral because she's not really beautiful and that's just like Mm. That's mean spirited. I think they want to say they wanted to be going through a vanity. That's a good point,
1: but they are archetyping sex workers into vanity obsessed mm-hmm. succubi, which is like I get what It's cool that's what you were going for. It's still
0: got I think it still goes on the fuck this song list for yeah. that. Yeah. And then the ending gives me with Young Wicked singing gives me the Unforgiven Forest vibes. Guys, check that album out. It's not as good as their like new stuff production-wise, but those le- like when they get into that Unforgiven Forest arc, the like last five songs, oh fuck, is that a great time. Mm. Let's get nice. into Falling Apart. My note, corny. Life is a waterfall, one with the river, and one again after the.
1: The guitar section of the intro is Aerials. It's very. It's not. It's not one for one Aerials. They sort of deviate right. Would it would be plagiarizing? But for a while, there's a lot of like that 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 opening guitar from the system of a down song Aerials. I like that they just wrote it. My first note is they wrote an entire song to call off work for Steve, and then it gets it goes more and more. Uh, Essentially, like someone's he's literally. Falling apart, piece by piece, body part by body part. Again, I have a high tolerance for cordiness. So, you know, listeners, take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. I More than anything, I want someone to call into work with, hey, my penis snapped off of my hand. Yeah, again. Yeah, no, I don't think I can work the register because um, my penis snapped off. I think that's the first body part that snaps off. He's like, I'm trying to take a piss. and Whoops, there it goes. <laughs> bye, bye. It's very. It's a bat. It is a ballad. It's a ballad about losing control. Uh, body body parts slipping through your fingers, like time lost to I don't know addiction. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like 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 I I didn't ha- I don't hate it. I th- I think especially where it is in the album, I kind of like like I it it, it it kind of makes sense to me following shock and if vomit wasn't such a fuck this song like I think it makes I I like where it is. I'm not choosing it. I just don't think it's the worst song in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you like falling apart, I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get why. Because I could also see this being a song where like you're sitting in your bathroom. This song comes on and it hits you at a very weird time and you having an emotional attachment. To I can see that with any song, but I think especially with this where like, I know it's corny. I know it's a little schmaltzy, but it just came at a time where I needed it. And I'm like, I could see that.
0: If you guys want a better song about calling off sick, listen to Optimus Rhyme's Sick Day. Have you ever listened to Optimus Rhyme? No. Uh, I should say, I,
1: I i was mistaken. The song is not actually about calling in sick. There's... I know, I know. <laughs> I know, you
0: know. Sean, the School <laughs> yeah. the Indie Rockers, that album by Optimus Rhyme, I know for a fucking fact you will love every single song on it. It's, yeah. it, it's like a song or an album made for you, Sean, because it's- That's okay. It's- uh, like it's rap music but played with live instruments and it's like not funky it's it's just like a party album that's nerdcore okay. but done so well it's great i'll send you links okay but we got what we got we got to talk about and
1: how you can send me links in the middle of this perfect album
0: how was a very corny song hey we must be uh. in the midwest section of the album because i'm seeing a lot of corn baby how is very
1: corny so this and the song it breaks down how it kind of I think it kind of comes in the chorus uh how do I live a beautiful life when all of this darkness has covered my light uh why does God do mean shit they've done this song this kind of song a couple of times mm-hmm. it keeps getting a little better but you know I still don't think it's good yet uh not it's it's fine um I do like how shaggy uh yeah shaggy takes the first verse uh violent jay takes the second verse and those feel very personal uh shaggy's first verse is all about like repressed rage violent J, sort of this like insecurity imposter syndrome now that he's successful um i don't know if they realize that's what they're doing but that is what they're doing and i mm. kind of appreciate it. Again, If if you're gonna be sincere be sincere and i think they were i i, I think jay struggles with it a little bit more than shaggy does like the line, how do I stay faithful and quit the game when I doubt my wife is doing the same? Ooh. That's a problem. But you acknowledge that's a problem. Like, it's still weird that, like, she's not. She, we're going to assume for this purpose that she's not cheating on you. And you do need to learn how to trust someone. You bring your daughter onto the album. Like, you, she's your wife. You Like, at some point, you will need to. But at least you acknowledge it's a problem. Again, it's not there quite yet.
0: Yeah. You want to get into something explosive? I don't know why I wrote this down,
1: but I want to talk about one thing on this song that I appreciated. And okay. again, why I don't—I there are parts I really like about this album. I've always been a firm believer. I think we've talked about this, but that I'm a firm believer that the holiest people, the most faithful people—you know, the best people—I guess the holiest—I should say—it's not—they don't have unshaken faith. I'm a, I'm a firm and I hate this about especially Western Christianity. Modern Western Christianity has killed what it means to be a, a religious person and a good person by having like you have this unshaking faith. No, no, the the holiest people and the best people have constantly shook faith mm-hmm. but they're unafraid to question. Yeah, and that bravery to question really makes you a better person because you grow. Every time you you question and you seek answers, and maybe you don't you don't enjoy those answers, so you continue to seek. That quest, that quest for knowledge, for enlightenment, will make you a better person. It has, it always has, and it will continue for every religion. Every religion, mm-hmm. including Christianity. Some of the best Christians uh, are were theologians who were philosophers who wanted to understand. They didn't want just because the book said so, we're done. It's not about unshaken faith, it's about constantly shook faith and seeking answers it's about doubt like the movie for true so like i guess that's what i mean i wish the song was better but i like that and this is the point because yes i'm now ready to move on thank you for indulging me because we can move on this is where this it goes from
0: salvation to current events it takes a pretty hard turn here Two explosions wowzers is what i say this three-fourths type of flow in this verse is a real struggle at least the editing with the stuttering playback and chopped up vocals to fill in the space makes up for the bad writing but the hook maybe this should have just been an axe murder boys track and th- th- i i quoted one line from it that was like this is just stupid mounted acid guns burn down the farm like it's mounted acid gun burn down the farm hell
1: yeah dude you ever seen a farm get fucking taken down by an acid gun i'll give you i'll tell you right now this is my this is this is on the short list this is on the three song short list i love this song
0: i'm fine with literally anything as long as i don't (laughs) need to make the decision i don't know it's weird and this
1: song because it's weird it's one of those like I don't I, I it might be on the bottom third because like for true sure, those are good points like they, they, take, they take a lot of swings at this song uh, which I kind of like it's about a dangerous hermit building homemade explosions and then sans from undertale is kind of talking to him yeah, that sort of like sound effect in there it's weird but I kind of like it I think it works lying here in this in the street my chest exploding ah, I'm finna die with never knowing why I'm sick and a coward no one to admire that's for true. And, and, and it just, because it, it pointed out to like late stage ICP is so interesting uh, compared to like, if this type of song was in the first Joker set, it would be, yeah, and I'm going to kill myself. but that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That's what the first, so, this, and this one, the, they make sure to put in the line, I'm sick and a coward. I'm no one to admire. Like living so long, your wicked shit is just, it's a acknowledging that, but also being around for so long that your wicked shit is now just real-world news stories that you have to clarify suck ass. Late-stage ICP is interesting as hell to me. I'm glad. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like explosions. But I'll tell you right now, I think I'll Keep My Hatchet is on the list for sure.
0: Okay. Uh, 4 I'll Keep My Hatchet, see previous notes minus the hook praise. (laughs) And uh, I just would like to quote some lyrics. Please you better you better run from the beretta they call it the kill you Deer the sweater shredder I'll Hell keep yeah. my hatchet swing and go chop this is some people's favorite band <laughs> <laughs> One time I, uh, like, I Nicole had never seen Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This is before we did s- mostly speak in Sentai. I was like, yeah, let's watch some of this. We watched one episode, like, from first season, and I just go, this is some people's favorite TV show. I mean, admittedly, it's not the best
1: line. Um, and, and the song is basically, it's just, it's, 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 there is, it's a listicle. It's a series of guns and kind of this a very <laughs> aggressive description of what these guns will do. Uh, that could easily be glorified. Uh, the end of each sort of like stanza then, uh, and instead ends with, "I'll keep my hatchet swing and go chop." Sort of a, and I love, and I love the, I love that the hook ends with, "I'm a hands-on guy." I'm kind of, I'm kind of a hands-on guy. Kind I of love a that. I...
0: Hands-on guy.
1: And the way they put this song together, it opens and it, it's, it opens and closes, and then like sprinkled in are these. These gun commercials, these mm-hmm. mi- seem all the, like Midwest television, like come to our gun store and buy these guns. And for them to take such a hard kind of stance and it doesn't feel corny, uh, other than the sweat a light I'll give you that, but it doesn't feel terribly corny about like, no, they're just like describing these guns and kind of like, and it's a very violent song because of course it, it should be, it's about guns. Mm-hmm. And then to bring in these chip, these chipper, these cheery sort of gun commercial samples. It creates this, it creates this like good, uncomfortable dichotomy. It's like, hey, if you're a juggalo, like, do you
0: really need the gun? Isn't the hatchet enough? You know, this, yeah, uh, this would feel not out of place on like Borderlands or Fallout. Like, that's it kind of Mm -hmm. gives off those vibes of like just like uncomfortable, like, sort of like, like, like two different things. Two things that shouldn't mesh together meshing together of like this happiness for guns and then like you see the violence but it's like yeah it's that edge lord humor yeah we love guns but like it's like that it's actually commenting on like you shouldn't love this stuff yes it's is is that way where it's like I, I'm saying it's good on that that front yes
1: where it's, no and I and I agree because I understand where it's like if you're very young or you're looking for something to sort of justify your worldview anything will Mm where it's like oh yeah but like no if you listen to it for like a second longer uh it's like no this is actually and because they do be very clear like i'm a hands-on kind of guy i'm not a gun guy um i'm not gonna and we're not gonna come at we're not gonna totally push down on it because there's a lot of communities where guns are very important to them and sometimes you you're 13 years old and you don't know what and you don't have any other choice so you have to join a gang so you have to carry a gun and that shit happens and that shit sucks um, so it's not absolutely fucking like it's not, it's it, it's it's not for us for an album that should be a lot more judgmentally and sometimes it is. If we're looking at you, Erica. She did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like this is a song that's very not judgmentally. It's just like this is kind of a fucked up thing we're doing as a culture. Yeah, and we're just letting you know this is a fucked up thing we're doing as a culture. I think yeah. this absolutely gets on the list.
0: Uh, we we, we got to move on to uh, the yes. neighbors are fighting, which I do have some notes about this. Please. And uh, I think on, like, one of their Patreon specials, they were talking about Forgotten Freshnesses, and when they got to Forgotten Freshness 6, Shaggy says, I remember we were talking about putting that, um, Neighbors Are Fighting the original version, on Forgotten Freshness 6, we were like... Why didn't we fuck with that OG boy from the get, man? Violent J says, the other shit was stupid. Shaggy says, yeah, I don't know why the fuck we did, but yeah, we definitely did pass a good, we did pass a good opportunity up. Violent J says, this was such a cooler version of that song than the one we went with. And the original version was, they are both neighbors and they are just like, idiots towards each other, like trying to sleep with one another's wives, trying to like uh, causing ruckus in the middle of the morning. It was like a much better concept and more fluid than truly. I listened to this 12 times. And until I looked at the lyrics to do the notes, I didn't notice that it was the same line repeated three times. Then (laughs) the fourth one is rhyming with that. And Yeah, this this version sucks. And they were like, I don't I don't know why we kept tweaking it to make it different. The first one was the good one. Yeah, that's a shame. I think it was if I had to guess, I know my
1: reactions to it were like, oh, this is meant to be this is not meant to be listened to isolated. This is meant to be listened to in a car with your friends singing along or more, more importantly at a concert. Yeah, everyone. Unfortunately, though, it does mean it's not a great tune on its
0: own. And it's a shame because the beats fucking great. Yeah, like beats, this, this mm-hmm. should have been the forgotten freshness version, and the original one should have been on the CD. Oh, absolutely,
1: because like the beats fun, the concept is fun. It's the one. It's the it. Would, it would be the one humorous song on the album, but <laughs> like, it's not. Everything else is kind of bleak, and it's not. Yeah, it's just kind of. I see where the joke would be in this, unfortunately, it just doesn't really get there. Because like I've had those neighbors. You growing up and growing up in Michigan, I'm assuming you had those
0: neighbors as well. We've had those neighbors. I luckily did not. The only oh, okay. b- troublesome neighbors I had were just because of their children. But, mm-hmm. like, I would just turn up my music more, and then I wouldn't hear their children.
1: Yeah, this is—it's meant to be an anthem for indoor furniture on the front lawn, and I think it just misses.
0: hmm You should know. Big fuck this song, Energy. Hey, it's that Jake and Amir meme. Uh, hook's great. <laughs> hook's dope. The rapping? Not so much. Uh, uh, I get that it's satirical, but the story sucks. Just like, let's, I'm fine with just moving on from it. Yeah, just, it's
1: too braggy to feel sincere.
0: And that's before
1: all the gaslighting. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. Absolute, absolutely fuck this song territory. Ooh. There is some, it's one thing when we like a song, it's one thing when we just like, okay, whatever a song. Fuck this song has been, is.
0: if you know, you know. And this is here. Flamethrower is all right. It's another nothing song. Like this is like uh, not a fuck this song, but if you enjoy yeah. it, you enjoy it. But other than like that, I,
1: I agree with what they're doing. Uh, a bunch of friends fly a flamethrower. So they go on, quote unquote, tour killing racist bikers, KKK rally goers and a racist judge and police force. Which True. Good point. I like what you're doing there. Uh, then they're shot down. Uh, they, they're shot down at the end, but they took him out with us. It's just very as a story. It's very A to B. Like it's it's, it's two dimensional compared to shock or even explosions. Whereas like I think any of the, the songs other than the neighbors are fighting because they forgot to put anything into that song. Yeah, this is the most two dimensional. Or you mean they took out too much from that song? <laughs> Or they took out too. They didn't. No, they didn't put anything in it. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I forget, no. They, and we know because we found out. You're right. You're right. We yeah. found out they did have a song there, and then they took it all out. Yeah. So other than my neighbor, the neighbors are fighting because there's nothing there because they took it all out. This is probably the most two-dimensional song of the album for mm-hmm.
0: me. Uh, but also, like they've done something like this with like Bazooka Joey, and that one Which, was fucking fun. It was very fun, and like, and, and because
1: the character was like fun and likable, became this sort of three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. I get why you couldn't put a bazooka Joey on the same album you have, I'll Keep My Hatchet and Explosions. Mm-hmm. Right? Or what was the other gun control song they sort of touched on? Apocalypse. Like it'll be weird if you put Bazooka Joey on this album. I like Bazooka Joey. I think it's still fun. But you can't put Bazooka Joey on this album.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah. So like <laughs> Flamethrower having to be serious. You really this really couldn't be a joke. I get it. It's just Two-dimensional. Yeah. You want to
0: get into the last one? Right back to salvation when they see the devil. If I were to pick a song to be on our list, I think it's I See the Devil, because normally I hate it when the last song just keeps repeating the last shit over and over again. But, oh boy, I'm a young, wicked simp bitch, and I, this fu- is fucking epic. This sounds theatrical. It's so good. I, I'm i glad he left to do what he wanted to do, but I just, he elevated ICP tracks and
1: he's good. I'm okay with. I see devil. Do- I didn't start. It, it wasn't my favorite. I'm not mad at putting it on the list
0: though. Oh no, we're not putting it on the list. We're putting on whatever <laughs> okay. you want in on the list. What do you think of this song though?
1: Uh, whenever I got is whenever he gets, uh, whenever I ghost bitches, I jump punks when I fight with my mom, when I score meth, when I steal, I sell dope when I drink and drive all these things. that when I see the devil and it makes sense, it, it makes sense to come back to the theme of being lost, seeking to be found like I see the devil and I don't like it. It uh good for and it's good for the full album experience. I don't think I would ever go back to listen to it. Uh, it's kind of what I took down. Like I love yeah. as a closing trap as a conclusion to the thesis of this album. It's perfect, especially after the outro. After so you know they do the two verses and there's a couple of hooks and then the hooks kind of pick up intensity. They're screaming for salvation. I don't want to go to hell. They're discovering they can't hide from the devil inside. Like, they're doing all this, and then something is found. The the guitar, you know, the music kind of calms down. It's just like, it's a chill acoustic guitar just kind of plucking. And they get these new sights, these new sounds, and they find a link. But the bang just, the bang cuts off, and there's laughter, before he can say what the link is. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that cacophony at the end is really what makes this whole song. It's six minutes, it's a long one, but it's what, like, again, I don't think I would ever just listen to it, but if I ever put the album on in the background and this song came, on, I'm like, I, yeah, as a full experience, it is a perfect closer to the album.
0: Hell yeah! Well, Sean, what
1: songs are we putting on this album? I, I'll keep my hatchet. Uh, I really like to. I'll keep my
0: hatchet, and I think I'm going to shock, absolutely shock, love shock. We did it, guys! Next Baby. week we are doing. We're getting found. It's marvelous. Missing link found. And I will say this, Sean, I mm. wanted to listen to the album before doing this this episode, just so I would know what I'm about to get into. I believe that it's so much better, like, sonically. However, it is all positivity and very corny in my eyes, a little preachy at some time. So I think you will love this album, minus some of the preachy stuff, and I will at least have something to star. Okay. I will say
1: this. Don't forget, I am the corniest man in the history of corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might like it. I don't know. I might be like preachy. I didn't notice it. I thought they were just talking about a <laughs> cool dude, in, cool dude in sandals. You know. <laughs> All
0: know. right,
1: Sean, what you got to plug? You know me, Twitch.tv/goosevonkaiser. I've been playing some bullshit and doing some bullshit and having myself a good time. I'm having a good time. Watch the pentaveret. Ooh. That's the, also,
0: that's a good show. Hey, guys, if you're listening to this the day this is dropping or the week it's dropping on Friday and Saturday, we're doing a Kaiju Live where we're recording back to back two episodes each night of Mostly Speaking Sentai with guests galore. We're discussing Kaiju movies. So check that out. It will be live from five to nine central time p.m. on Twitch, Facebook, Facebook. YouTube, Mostly Speaking Sentai on all three of those. Find it. You'll enjoy it. Also, if you're in Chicago or in the area, or you're just going to Fan Expo Chicago, July 8th, Nicole and I will be live on the creator stage doing a live podcast recording in front of a crowd. Be there. Be square. Ooh. Listen to Mostly Speaking Sentai and all my other podcasts. Find out information on mlmpod.com. Listen to my collabs with Dragon Boy Suede. We're making more. We're we're having fun. Guys, check that out wherever music's found and Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod for $5 a month. You get exclusive podcasts. It's the best way to support our network. And if you're a $10 patron, you get exclusive podcasts, but also shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those. Starting with Steve F. Fuck the rebel flag. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Fuck the rebel flag. Alex Z the Waz. Fuck that rebel flag.
1: Orion. He's a rapper. Defo d Fuck hyphen that hyphen rebel hyphen flag. Kayla, a.k.a. two grapes. Fuck that rebel flag. Jordan B, the chaos witch. Chaotically fuck that rebel flag. My brother-in-law, Joshua. we all brothers together in fucking that rebel flag. Steve Barnes, you know him. Love that, love that Steve Barnes. Love that Steve Barnes, love fucking that
0: rebel flag. The womb in which I came out of, my mother. Oh, Mummy, let me fuck that rebel flag. And Corey's BFF, Lil Corey's BFF slash roommate, Shane. Shane, fuck that rebel flag. I've been James. I'm still Sean. And we've been shuffling this deck. Bye bye. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.